Hey, I'm Vinny. And I'm Nat. And this is the Relatively Fit Podcast. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I was just about to say, well <laughs> done for not laughing. And here you are just like, <laughs> I can't <laughs> help it. Like a, a Santa Claus laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because I'm happy today. Why are you happy today? Because it's hot. OMG, it's hot. But don't you find that like London hot is like different to like abroad hot? Yes, it is. Um, so my little girl, your niece, <laughs> was saying to me, "Ah, oh, mummy, it's so hot. Is it hotter than when we went to Jamaica?" And I said, "Well, funny enough, actually, it's a diff. It's a it's." Almost just as hot, but a different kind of hot. It's like the thermometer says that it's as hot as Jamaica because at one point it was 31 degrees here in London and it was 31 degrees in Jamaica. Look at that. Um, but it just fit, it feels different. Yes. So how I explained it to her was that... It feels in- like pollution heat. <laughs> yes. Well, what I was going to say was it feels like you've just got the radiator on full blast. It's that kind of heat. Whereas when you're abroad, there's a little bit of a breeze and it... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, We're recording. Nem, we've just recorded your part. (laughs) See, uh, working mums, you know, childcare and um, juggling, this is life. Um, Yes, and our guest is going to speak about that. Oh! this all ties in nicely in my spider diagram mind but anyway going back to the point um yeah so I explained to my little girl who you may have just heard um it's just like standing next to the radiator with it on full blast but in Jamaica or you know Spain or anywhere abroad that is hot You've got a nice gentle breeze now and again. But here, like you said, it feels like pollution heat, like you're standing behind a car. Yeah, you know, and like the when, fumes are going in your mouth. Yeah, when you're trying to cross the road and then the yeah. bus comes past and it's like the back of the bus where the engine is and all the that hot engine air is coming yeah. out. It feels like London summer feels like hot engine. Yeah. Air. Hot engine far air. <laughs> <laughs> Because it comes out the back of the bus, like if you're at the like the zebra crossing, and yeah. you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's don't really cross weird. behind the bus. Don't cross behind the bus. Or is it don't cross in front? Of no, the bus? actually, you're supposed to cross behind the bus because you you're more visible when you go behind the bus because of how wide the bus is. If you try and cross in front, yeah, people won't see you until you're literally in the middle of the road. So it's very very dangerous. Um, and I feel like. I know that as a driver, so when I'm a pedestrian, I know to cross behind the bus. But I think that a lot of pedestrians don't realise that mm. because they've not had the perspective of a driver. I mean, I'm just saying that. I don't know if that's true, but it's kind of like if you're a cyclist and a driver, you have both perspective yeah, yeah. of what cyclists do and how drivers behave and vice versa. So you can kind of preempt certain situations and be a little bit more cautious whereas mm-hmm. if you're just a cyclist or just a driver you don't have that extra awareness exactly um but yeah awareness awareness <laughs> like you your remember? speed awareness Awa- <laughs> oh don't make me out to be a criminal it was a mistake and i paid <laughs> 89 you paid. pounds you paid 
with your yeah. money two and hours your time. of my life that I can never get back like doing a <laughs> an awareness course <laughs> yeah. but the thing is I drive really slowly anyway but this was just a lapse in judgment I'm sorry oh you reckon <laughs> awareness awareness I wasn't really aware that night but you know what in my defense it was raining and I went through the light so I need to work on my awareness. But anyway, I've worked on my awareness. Have you? Yeah, I paid the money and I attended the course. Because of corona, I didn't have to go into the place. I know, but you almost got kicked out of the session. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> You almost got kicked out of the session. Imagine. The man was like, okay, we're going to have a small break now. And... um come back so I was like oh I'll quickly put a wash on and I'll go to the loo and I you like logged out of the thing and then I was like why have they not called us back but it's because I was logged out obviously duh so I logged back quickly and he was like oh good job you came back because you had like 30 seconds left and we were going to boot you off the course and then you'd have to pay another 89 pounds rude very rude rude so anyway <laughs> anyway she's more aware I'm she more says. aware now. Mm. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, I just want to quickly say also that we were meant to <laughs> release an episode last week. Yes. We're sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who did, who did something in the public eye and they were like, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. And then someone made it into a song. I'm sorry. Know. I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry, or something like this. No, no. I don't know. It was someone like a politician or someone from the royal family or something. Oh no, I don't know that one. We'll have to have a look at that later. Can I quickly Google? Yeah, go on. I thought you was gonna say someone like Chrissy Teigen or Teigen or something, but it's not her. I'm sorry. Meme song. Let's let's see what that is. Oh no. Yes, this man. Who is this man? I can't see. Was he not a politician? Or he was someone for the royal family? Oh yeah, that's um he was late leader of the Liberal Democrats. Some, yes, and when him and the other person were saying that, oh, we're gonna give all the young people all the oh, trees. And they lied. And they yes. lied. And then he was he came on and he was just like, I'm sorry, I'm really very sorry. And then someone made a meme song. Oh, let's, let's, no. let's listen. Is this it? But Nick Clegg. Nick Look Clegg. Look at your face, you fool. <laughs> Promising everything and delivering nothing. Well, it's See, a politician. I know, I know I never made that up. Let's listen. All right. <laughs> what? Your mum's sorry. Oh dear. Like wow. You lied. You lied to people. I mean, they all lie, don't they? Well, he's a politician. That's his job. To lie. Yes, dear. <clears throat> anyway. But we're here to speak We're sorry. Truth. We're sorry for yes. not releasing the episode. We're sorry. We're sorry for not releasing the episode. You know what? Sometimes life gets in the way. And by life, we mean wedding planning. Yes. So, yeah. Basically, wedding planning is stepping on my neck right now. Um, Send help. 
I want to fight everyone. <laughs> like, don't even look at me like the wrong way. Don't even blink more than three times because I'm just going to throw hands. I'm joking. I'm not. I'm very peaceful. She isn't. Kumbaya. No, Peace and love. No. Love and light. But no. If any of us, if any of us, if any of you know <laughs> where Venetia lives, send sage, send crystals, <laughs> send healing powers, send... Um, fairies i don't know just send help look do you know what is right it's not even stressful i just think that it's not even stressful it's not stressful i just think it's very overwhelming like a wedding is a big deal yeah like it's a big event some would even say like it's the biggest event of your life i'm it's a very important event i don't know if I feel like people put too much weight into it when they say that. And mm. maybe that's where like a lot of the anxiety comes from because it, people build it up to be like this like massive thing. And it is, it is really big. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But essentially it is two people celebrating their union. And I think like, I guess in the planning process that that maybe can be forgotten because there's so other there's so many other boxes to tick and like people to please which is you know it's not really a great thing mm. but you you just want to make sure that you're making people happy but i guess in the same vein like are you happy too so it's just been a lot to manage and navigate and like um i guess acknowledge and then work with and make better because essentially it is myself and my partner's day and people are coming to celebrate with, with you us yeah. yeah and for the most part i think it's the it's the excitement from everyone um a having like something to celebrate after such a just disgusting year mm. and also like yeah me the baby of the family it's like woo oh my gosh woo. Um, so I think for the most part it's coming from a place of love so I have to remember yes, that remember uh, that, I really yeah. like have tried my hardest to remember that but it's just I also send sage <laughs> <laughs> no what it is is like it's it's really weird because I, me- I remember saying this to someone they're like yeah but you you do all this on the back thing and you do this on the pole thing but it's different I don't actually like being the center of attention. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like all eyes on me. I don't like to be the it girl or like the popular girl or what, like it's just not me. So even like the thought of like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a lot of people just looking at me mm-hmm. and looking at my dress and looking at my hair and then looking at my nails and then listening to like all the stuff that I've got to say, like, which is really funny again, because like, you know, I can coach a room of like up to 50 odd people. And not that that's not a big deal to me. It really, really is. And like, it took me a long time to to be okay with the fact that people were actually listening to me and taking on board what I have to say. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, it's still quite daunting. And I guess in that situation as well, because I've never experienced getting married. It's like, ooh, like, what, what do I expect? Like, I'm going to have like makeup on. I'm going to have this like, dress whatever the dress is gonna look like it's a bin bag it's a bin bag with like it's gorgeous a bin bag (laughs) it's a gorgeous bin bag (laughs) (laughs) but yes so i say all of that to say that it has got a little bit overwhelming and life itself has just got a bit overwhelming Mm. but we're managing that so yes 
relatively fit pod hq is back in action yeah and if we take time out every now and then we take time out but holler at us like we're still very active we're still here we're doing still things. here doing things yeah um it's just that our episodes haven't been going out at the time that we planned for them to go out when we first started the podcast but we're still here we're still doing bits yeah don't think that just because corona's over well actually mm. is corona over though no corona's not over scrap that but like <laughs> what was your for anyone who i'm like jumping jumping we've got to get on with the episode but for anyone who maybe this is their first time listening to the podcast basically Oh my goodness, the podcast is almost a year old now. Almost um, a year. But what was your intention with it? Did you think this was just going to be like a lockdown thing? Or was you hoping to continue? What is the stitch? Because I don't know. I think we have kind of touched on this before. But yes, I feel like I'm, on, I'm in a position now where I want to ask you again. What do you, where do you hope to see relatively fit pod oh blimey by 2021 december wow um this isn't in the notes <laughs> it's not but i mean um we're here now and we're chatting yes okay well i would like to see us just going from strength to strength having more guests um just a diverse group of people whether male or female or, you know, however you want to identify, just talking about health, wellness, because we talk about fitness a lot, but I want it to kind of be a joined up thing. Like a like a 360 kind of approach where yes. it's, it's not just one element, it's like the whole thing as a package. Yes, exactly. Because when think, we yeah. first started this, I was determined that we weren't going to just talk about diet. Yes, food is an important part of all our lives, fueling whatever you want to call it. Um, but there's only so much you can say about that. So there's so much else to talk about. So literally, I wanted to just kind of have a, a holistic, joined up approach to health, wellness, fitness. Um, Yeah, so just to basically be consistent, keep doing what we're doing, have a diverse range of guests, um, reaching out to people, having people reach out to us and basically engage with people like we would like people that listen to tell us what they would like to hear about as well and tell us what they think so generally just kind of a bring and buy share of information really because things change all the time so just to go forward and be popular or just spread our word or our visions whatever and engage with people and talk to people that's cool yeah. I think yeah I'd say that too and I might even just throw in because why the hell not I would like to see relatively fit pod um work with like maybe have a few collaborations perhaps mm-hmm be it with brands or maybe even other podcasters on the scene um yeah that might be quite quite cool and yeah I think I think that would be a great place for the pod 
to go. Mm. But also like, um, yeah, we love chatting. We love like hearing. <laughs> you what, didn't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you especially. Uh, no, I'm joking. Oh, well, you know, I'm um, say. <laughs> but yeah, like just like chatting with people that we know listen to the podcast is so nice. Mm. So like, don't ever be afraid to drop us a message, whether it be on our personals or on the podcast, Instagram, you know, just to say that you have listened. Because sometimes I feel like we do do this mm. and we know we put it out and we know that people listen, but then it's kind of like, okay, that's it. Yeah, move <laughs> it's, on to it's the like next. It's like a really strange um, feeling actually. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's, it's almost like, actually that's a really good indication that we're not doing it to like, have people shout about us or to be popular we're doing mm. it because we actually like really just enjoy the process of chatting and yeah. like talking with people and like sharing our experience and stuff like we really just in well I say we I know I, I know definitely for me I'm not going to mm. speak for you but I think that I really enjoyed that process so what happens after not that I I don't care what happens after but I'm not basing like our popularity or how much an episode is shared like on whether or not we should continue doing this I just feel like it's it's been great for both of us yeah um during this time and hopefully beyond I think um one of the things I have to say is that um one of the issues that we spoke about someone actually reached out to you I think and told their story and <gasps> about the menopause it was it was an eye opener and I think I actually had a bit of a cry actually yeah because Uh. to know that we'd kind of garnered a response from someone in such a way where something because I mean like we kind of we read things and we're like wow that really touched me that was you know but for someone to take time out of their day to contact you yeah and actually say I wish I had this when I was going through that. Yeah. And not everything makes an impact. And sometimes I think they say like, you may say something like a comment or whatever that you may forget about and someone will really take that on good or bad. But in this case it was good. And this person was like really touched by um, the fact that we really went in on the subject and we were quite brave and didn't hold anything back. And I think that's part of it as well, just kind of opening up a bit more and talking a bit more. And like I said, I think in one of our podcasts, I think it was with Frankie, that when our daughters are older, they don't have to be afraid. They don't have to wish they knew certain things about life, about their bodies, because it's it's out there now and there's a, an open discussion about it so this is part of it as well in a way for me it's kind of like I don't know leaving keys for my daughter almost sorry I might cry in a minute oh my god <laughs> leaving keys for my daughter so she when she gets older um, hopefully things won't be the way they were for me so it's not just like my daughter, it's anybody's daughter or for people that didn't know certain things before, like in the menopause issue and stuff like that. So, yeah, just keep having an impact in a small way. You know, like you said, it's not about like 
thousands of likes and things like that it's just having a small do impact for the love and i do it for yeah. the light do it for the love and i do it for the light do it for the love and i do it for the light do it for the love and i do it for the light it's you singing this week oh man wow. night you know no substance over heart wow do it for the love and i do it for the light do it for the love and i come my damn love lives and that's not right she's off no 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 social media type and no 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 okay <laughs> wow I had to get that out of my system. Well Sorry. done. No, I liked it. I liked it. Well done, you. Thank you. Thank you. The album's Thanks. coming soon, Thanks. yeah? Album dropping real soon. Yeah. <laughs> Once the wedding's out of the way. Yeah, sign up to my mailing list. Yeah, <laughs> to see when all the new stuff is dropping. Wow. That was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall I sing now? Oh, what are you singing? What do you mean? What am I singing? I've actually remembered this time because we've had a little time off. So, I'm on my game. Oh. <gasps> <clears throat> in spur of the week yeah yeah Woo. don't be trying to take my job now <laughs> no i can't i can't do that one that's the one that like i always start laughing yeah no. <coughs> Sorry. no go on then go on then um go on then it's my turn yes darling so my inspo of the week um goes by the name of india morse um, so basically, India is a deaf fitness and health fitness and health influencer turned online coach. Um, and what really like attracted me to her story is that you kind of don't really think about, I guess, in this instance, what it will be like as a deaf person going into a fitness space or taking classes and like how accessible they are. Like you just wouldn't think of that because mm. you kind of wouldn't need to. But then when you know that that's someone's reality, it's like, oh shit. Like, so how do they manage? Like or what, what, what's out there or what provisions are in place mm. to enable this person to be able to experience a class or, you know, a workout or something like that the same way that maybe I can. Um, so I was really interested into her story. Um, and she basically, yeah, that was her story that she got into fitness as like a, a bit of a hobby, but quickly found that accessibility was really, really poor for most gyms and like classes and stuff. So she kind of took matters into uh, her own hands um, and decided she wanted to step up to kind of disrupt that and put things in place for people like her. Um, so she's created like a range of accessible fitness programs. Um, and for her, like being deaf, it was all about sharing her experience and knowing that it was almost like a parallel to overcoming obstacles and defying expectations and she kind of used that in her life um and definitely her outlook was more to do with how movement and fitness makes you feel rather than how it makes your body look and that was something also that stuck out to me because that for me was pretty much the same it was the same kind of outlook that I had like and you think back to if you've listened to the first episode when I speak about how I fell into running and how that kind of like 
um, tumbled into other things. It was simply to keep my mind right and it was simply to make me feel better at a time where I was at my lowest. Um, so that really, really resonated. Um, so yeah, she's basically um, set up like a, a program called You Lean Me Up. Um, and that was like her way of demanding a bit more like inclusivity within the fitness world um, and like providing a space for um, people that are deaf um, to get into fitness and have someone like her that can help them um, in that space. So yeah, that is my inspire of the week. Her name is India Morse. Fantastic. That is pretty good though, because obviously as someone with hearing, I've never really thought how not being able to hear would impact you in a kind of fitness space. Because I mean, for someone obviously that can hear you, say walk into a gym or whatever um you can hear obviously you know you can speak to people people can communicate back to you and if you can't hear I do wonder what you know that must be like but literally I never thought about never it before thought about it. because I mean we have like um what do you call them accessibility where we've got lifts so if you have physical problems, you can get lifts into some gyms mm. um, or there's like wheelchair ramps into buildings. But yeah, I mean, what is the provision if you're hard of hearing or deaf? Like, so that's really made me think because I've, I've never, never thought of that before. Definitely made me think too. So yeah, yeah that's why I thought I'd, I'd give her a little shout out. Brilliant. Good for her. Yeah. So, so we have a guest today. We have a guest. Oh yeah. All oh, right. Leave the singing to me. <laughs> Do you know what it is? I just feel like I just need to just shed. Okay. Shed, shed, shed. And at this time of us speaking, I just feel like it's an appropriate space for me to do so. Okay. Well, you're safe here, so thank you. Sage. <laughs> Share, shed. <gasps> do what you need to do we're all friends here thanks appreciate <laughs> it <laughs> so who are we talking to so today we are talking to co-founder of box london anna mccanda so box london is a studio space and an online space that inspires self-belief through the power of boxing yes yeah, so we catch up with anna and We talk to her about all things, especially being a successful owner of a gym while juggling family life and why her mission or the mission of Box London is empowering self-belief every day. So this is it. I chat with Anna. Enjoy. Yes. Um, So I just wanted to start off basically from the beginning really and just find out a little bit about your journey and kind of because I know I did a little bit of research on you and I know you was an accountant at first so how did you get from being accountant to like business owner in like the fitness industry talk to us a bit about the process 
Okay, cool. I'm not quite sure where to start. So basically <laughs> growing up, um, I always wanted my own business. Like I was always trying to like do little things on the side, whether it be like car washing or like selling ha like handmade beads. Like I was quite entrepreneurial growing up. Um, and I knew that I always wanted my own business, but I didn't know what I wanted it in. And so I think that was always at the back of my mind. Um, however, fast forward to kind of um, my accountancy. I started off my career as an accountant. I did my chartered accountancy exam um, and kind of went from practice into industry. Didn't really like it um, and decided to, um, well, stick it out because it actually, it, it paid the bills. But um, always in the back of my head, it was kind of like, what else can I do? I was always looking for like, what, what can I do? Um, and so when I was on maternity leave with my daughter back in 2015, that's actually when I kind of came up with the idea for Box. Um, and it came from being a new mum and not being able to get to a gym or a studio and turning to online fitness. And back then it was like, online fitness wasn't really, it was a thing, but like it only just started to take off. Um, and there was still like workout DVDs and like I couldn't find anything that I really liked and kind of before having my daughter the only sort of fitness that I really enjoyed was like boxing based or combat based so I started looking for online boxing workouts and I couldn't find any and I came across a book and it had like a shadow boxing workout and it literally like listed out your workout and so as she slept I was like doing these shadow boxing workouts and I actually loved them I thought like there's got to be a better way than this like this is really like not engaging for most people so I was like surely I can just create like a video version of this right um but my background was obviously accountancy it wasn't in the fitness world um and so I started looking for kind of um people in the fitness space and that's when I came across my then business partner um, and we started working together and we developed the, um, the, the workout and then we launched in 2017, January 2017 with six videos, which seems absolutely like crazy because like now, I mean, most like platforms have like hundreds, thousands of workouts and so the thought of like actually asking people to pay for six videos seems insane. But because it was the first boxing workout, online people really liked it and then it kind of grew organically and that's kind of that's the journey in a nutshell so just to jump in because like obviously we're recording this and i can see you're in a physical space you're saying that box first started out as like an online thing yep absolutely wow that was where that's where we kind of did it like opposite to a lot of people people will start off um offline and then go online but we've done it reverse of that. Yeah, because like even, I guess with the whole pandemic thing, a lot of studios that were only like so hot on just the physical space and having, you know, your your studio then had to turn to something else, which that they never had tried before and they never had the intention of trying because of like the current climate, which is like really interesting now. And also interesting to see like, businesses that were solely online like how they've grown as well um so that's been super cool but how then did you transition from the online space to then the physical space good question so again that was actually an idea i had in my second maternity leave well, <laughs> i didn't really have to take i didn't actually take a second maternity leave but it was just after i had my son um and it basically came from like a number of things. So one was um, 
up until 2019 when we got the keys for the first space, um, we had been like looking for locations all over London to film. And that like logistically was a bit of a nightmare. Um, financially, it was expensive. Mm. Um, and so we wanted a space that you could have, we could have and we could film like regular content. Um, not only that is that we'd done like a variety of pop-ups um, and people really enjoyed it, like in-person pop-ups over the years and people really enjoyed our workouts and people would ask, oh, have you got a studio? And it, it just like, we started to notice that people actually, our online content or online workouts were popular offline. Um, and I think as an online business, it's, um, you don't get to interact with your customers. And I think that's the thing that I really found difficult in the early days is because it's mainly through like a screen, right? So it's email or like whether it's Facebook Messenger or, or whatever. Um, and actually when you have a physical space, you get to see your customers, you get to see like their reaction after a class, you get to ask, like speak to them, ask them their feedback. Um, it's just so much more personable. And I think if you look at kind of a lot of successful online brands, they do have some form of a, um, an offline presence. So that's, that's kind of the, the, the idea behind our, our first studio. Finding space in London must yeah. have been really difficult. I was going to say that must have been like a challenge. And that was, I guess, leads on nicely to like one of our next questions is like, what challenges did you face like setting up your business? And also, because I'm presuming that you do this full time now, is that right? As of last, just before the first lockdown, wow. um, I decided to jump ship of juggling two jobs um, and went full time. So yeah. yeah. So I guess in terms of like that, and then also just making, I guess, the dream, the reality and going from the online space to a physical space as well. What challenges did you face um, going through that journey? So, I mean, I don't even, when, when it comes to challenges with Box, I think there has been so many, it would take me forever to explain them all. There's not that many, there is a lot, like I, I have found it hard. Um, I think on a number, for a number, number of reasons, I think um, a big reason is trying to set up an, your own business when you have a small child mm. is very tricky. Navigating a space that you didn't know is also very tricky. I think if I'd, my first business had been like an accountancy slash finance type business, I could have done it in my sleep. But when you're navigating a new kind of industry that you don't know, um, I think there's a lot to learn. Um, I think going online is very different to having an offline business. I think an offline business for me seems more intuitive. Like I said, you get to actually see the customers, you get to kind of speak to them, you see their reaction. Although you've got like your overheads, which are fixed, you can almost not adapt quicker you can respond to feedback just because you literally get to see someone straight after the class whereas like online you have to kind of you have to gather that data mm. over time um, and so i'd say that that's a challenge and then i think just juggling two jobs as well was tricky because i think my mind was split in two places and um, box was always a side hustle um and having to do it kind of like in the, like literally when I put my, my daughter to sleep or like first thing in the morning before she woke up or when she was napping at, in her early days. Um, and then through navigating through pregnancy, that was a, a challenge. Um, and then I think, I think with running your own business, I think it, there's highs and lows and the highs are high and the lows are very low. I think um, it's not like a consistent journey that it goes kind of swimmingly the whole way through. And I think, um, 
you have to, it's motivation isn't a thing. Like I, I'm motivated to do it. Um, I think there comes times where you're, you, you question yourself and you're like, am I doing the right thing? Like, should I just give it up and just go and get a nine to five? Because it would be a lot easier. And yeah, I think that, like I said, there's loads of challenges of setting up your own business, but then they're all workable. I think that's the thing I've learned and you take each day as it comes. I mean, each day presents a new challenge, um, but it's also how you kind of deal with it and how you learn from kind of your previous challenges or mistakes or failures or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Online to offline. I think the challenges there is it's almost like two businesses under one brand because they are operated very differently. Um, and there's lots of different things at play. I think essentially, I think it's all, all, it's all of it is a learning curve, right? Like my thing is if you've got an idea, just like obviously think it through, plan it out, but just try it, right? And like, I think with our first space, because um, we've now, this studio that I'm in now is our second studio, but it replaced our first studio. We expanded and our first studio was, it, there was not, it, not high risk in terms of like the commitment that we had to put down. It was a lot smaller space, but what it did allow us to do was kind of test the market in the area that we wanted. So once we knew that there was actually demand for what we did, it allowed us to then expand into a newer, bigger space. So I think like with every, every challenge, like owning a business is essentially problem solving every day. Yeah. And that, that's what you and I love to problem solve so actually yeah some some challenges are a lot harder but you you get there right you just you work through them yeah so bringing your family into the equation because you have two children um I've got two things as a mum myself what does your average working day look like and also as a mother and a business owner how do you effectively juggle the two? Because it is difficult. It is difficult. And you've touched briefly on it, but just give us a rundown of what your average day is like, including the kids. <laughs> okay, so average day, there isn't an average day at the moment. I think because um, my kids are small, so my daughter's six and my son is soon to be three. Yeah. Um, their themselves are quite different. So my daughter's at school, my son's at nursery. My son goes to nursery part-time um, and obviously school hours finish at three o'clock. Mm. And uh, so in terms of childcare, me and my husband don't have any other childcare apart from school or nursery. So we juggle childcare. So basically my work day revolves around wherever my kids are. There is no average day, especially also because my, my husband's a fireman. So he works oh, shift yeah. work. So yeah, I can't say that there's an average day. I think the common theme is that I do work evenings, like Monday to Friday. My workload does creep into the weekends. Um, and that's how I've had to do it to get to this point. Um, it's something I'm working on and I know that it's not sustainable like long, long term. Um, I think my son's starting school five days a week in um, September, so that will help because their, their schedules are aligned. Help. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've built, we're bringing more people on board in terms of the team because up until now it's been a really small team. Um, I think more hands on deck also will help kind of manage the workload because I wear quite a lot of hats at the moment, so I think that will definitely help. I was just going to ask actually about your team, like what it looks like in, in terms of like instructors, because I think Box as like the studio, you obviously have boxing classes, but I think online um, there was like yoga and stuff like that as well. There was like different um, concepts. So talk to us about that. So our online 
we've got boxing strength cardio and yoga um so our trainers have different skill sets so historically we've always worked with kind of like a team of freelance instructors we have like our core instructors and work that was an interesting learning journey actually um because i think in the early days we just assumed that um fitness instructors who were good in person are good online but it's a very different skill set so like trying to find instructors who could kind of get their charisma across on screen without any music I mean, nowadays, like, especially with like Zooms and live ones, you can have music involved. But historically, we always had like royalty free music, which we layered on top um, after production. So to find instructors that were able to kind of make um, that experience online translate um, was really tricky. Um, we are, we have kind of halted um, filming for quite a while, partly because of the pandemic, but we're also now working on a new product, which is really exciting. Um, and so we're going to be kind of kicking off filming again at the end of the year. You said that you were on maternity leave when you had your ideas and everything like that, and you had like your main accountancy job. I was just thinking, did being involved in accounting help you with your business strategy and you know because like you said you're wearing a lot of different hats so i'd imagine you have to think about marketing you have to think about pricing structure and all that so did your accountancy role actually help you with your side hustle that is now your main business absolutely i think um i'm really grateful for um training as an accountant because i think it gave me a really good grounding for being able to set up the business and I think um, just because over my kind of career in accountancy I've got to work with loads of different businesses see behind the scenes how they worked um, from a business point of view finance point of view um, and it just kind of gave me the insight because I know just speaking to other people who have their own business I think the whole business like finance side of things kind of scares a lot of people yeah. um, but actually marketing like marketing that scares me but the whole finance business side of things I'm cool with like it's fine um so yeah I would say absolutely um my accountancy really really helped brilliant I was gonna ask a question and then it just like left my head it's <laughs> very very annoying it's not one of the questions that we had written down but you know like as you're talking it's just things like yeah things come up so when it comes back to me oh this is it <laughs> so going back to like wearing lots of hats <laughs> how would you have you ever thought that maybe one day you might instruct a class or is that going too too far to the other side when i was on my first intensity i trained as a boxing instructor um to be able to then bring on um instructors um but i never i've never taught a course since like a class wow. since then and yeah, I, do you know what? It's been in the back of my head. I, but I, I feel like, I don't know, but I, I would love to do, I would love to be able to do it. But what you guys do is incredible. Like, <laughs> yeah. So what's stopping you? I just don't think I could do it. And I kind of feel like, do you know what? I'm going to leave it to the experts. Like, I don't think that's what, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm putting a lot like of expectation, not expectation, assumption, because I've never tried it. Mm. But I just, like what you do. And I'm just in awe, like, how, how do you, I don't know, just the vibe that you create. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't feel like I would do it justice. But look where you're sitting and look what you've built. I was just if about to say that. that. I think you could, because I, I personally think you're amazing as well, being a mum and a wife, and you've built 
like a fantastic business because I mean you answered one of the questions that I had because I just thought you know what you're doing is absolutely wonderful um like of all the initiatives and the things that you could have done you chose boxing which is kind of like I don't know looking around the market today it's not something that you'd see you see like a lot of yoga or a lot of like running camps training camps things like that um even military fitness but the fact that you've kind of gone into something that is kind of quote unquote male dominated as well and you've created a business out of it and obviously you've got yoga and other things coming in i think it's brilliant so if you can do all of that i think one of your next goals and i'm sure you've got many should be to do a class i'll come I can't promise anything because yeah but thank you though I really appreciate that um, yeah super brave it is super brave thank you thank you <laughs> so you talk a lot about like believing in yourself like what we're just saying and everything um and with all the things that you've done what kept you holding on to your dreams? Because you said that you had some high highs and some of the lows could be really low. And I'm just sort of looking at you now in your space and everything you've created. Um, but a lot of the times when we see successful people, we don't really see like a lot of the struggle that's gone on behind what they've built. So I'd imagine you had some challenges. So what kept you hanging on, you know, maybe like, if you were going through times where you had limited resources or limited money or the kids had been up all night, you know, what kept you holding on and saying, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm going to go forward with my dream? That's a very good question. So I think it's a number of things. I think, I, yeah, and your point about um, people not sharing the struggles, I think that's something I'm always very conscious of because I feel mm -hmm. like I'm a this I don't share my struggles but then it's also getting the balance of like you don't want to put people off and you don't want to seem kind of like you know if you like sometimes yeah. share you don't want to bring people down right yeah, um, yeah. but to share that as well like really important to share because the struggles do exist and I feel like by people not sharing the struggles when people are starting out they look to other people and think well they're like it looks kind of plain sailing for them why am mm -hmm. I struggling uh, and it's not I, I guarantee you everyone will be like have their struggles like having your own business is hard, like it is, it's very hard. I think the things that um, get me through, right, is apart from, I think, great, so my first sentence was, I can do it. Mm. And that's no joke, um, kind of always laughs about that. But I think I kind of had a natural drive to kind of be really determined at things and I kind of wouldn't let things get the better of me. So if like I came across a challenge, I would always want to complete it because I'm like, I don't want it to kind of, defeat me and so I think I won't be beaten <laughs> that doesn't mean that that that, it, that I don't have times where I think I can't do it not at all like self-belief is not a constant um mm. I think having um knowing that actually do you know what tomorrow is another day um and looking at it at that let from from that kind of angle because I think some days it can feel really overwhelming whatever the challenge is but guarantee if you wake up the next day you will have you either come at it from a different perspective or a different energy and that will kind of help push you through sometimes that day might be a lot like a longer period for example last lockdown i know the first lockdown i went through like a i would say 
one or two months of like really down. I just, I couldn't really, it was like, I couldn't really see a way forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I, lost, I didn't know what direction to take the business in. Um, I didn't know what I wanted from the business. I didn't know kind of any of, any of that. And I think in that instance, what I find is actually just take a step back. Take a step back for as long as you need to get clarity. Because I think when you're in it, you just can't see the wood from the trees. Um, and back and actually stopping is the best thing. It's not the easiest thing, but I find for me to give me clarity and kind of um, help me get direction, that really helps. And then I say it's who you surround yourself with, right? Because I think no matter, I can imagine like, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a super confident person, but I think even if you look at really confident people, guaranteed they aren't confident consistently. Like they will have times where their confidence dips and actually surrounding yourself with kind of people who champion you, right? So you, you might feel like giving up and you put it out there to the people who you know will support you and they will, they will help lift you up. And that it's not about doing it on your own and struggling by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, having people around you and, and you will give that back through when they need you, right? It's not all about kind of take, but um, yeah, I would say they're the main things is tomorrow's another day and surround yourself with people who lift you up and don't bring you down <laughs> cool so from like 2017 to now um boxes like been through like such a transition like from where it started to now what's the future for box and where do you hope to see it in the near future good question so um like i said we're working on something really exciting a product um which we've always been service-based um so i think you in terms of where we see it going um i mean our mission is to make boxing accessible to all and um we're no but we're, we're kind of nowhere near that goal yet and when i say accessible i mean from all different angles whether it be like from a price point point of view whether it be from a diversity point of view whether it be from a disability point of view everyone i believe should have access to good um fitness and you shouldn't restricted from that because of a certain thing um so we believe that boxing can bring benefits to to all and we want to help deliver that um and so i would say that's what we're working towards ultimately and that would be a combination of kind of a next level online experience and through our studios so you talked about um the benefits of boxing what are the benefits of boxing (laughs) Do you know what? I feel like there's loads of benefits of boxing. Um, apart from like the way it makes you feel, right? Like, have you two boxed before? No. Um, well, well, I haven't. I think I've done done one um, at like one rebel. And actually, yes, I had a I had an argument with my partner, and I was like, yeah, I just felt like I had to release something. And in that moment, I was just like, yes, I'm releasing it. And I guess it's, she's looking at me so weird. Yeah, like you wanted to punch people down. This no, is not, no, this like, is not what we're doing. Okay, but what I'm saying is <laughs> like, you know, if you choose to go for a run and it's like, that's just your time or like, mm. if you've had a bad day and like you've gone for a run, it like makes you feel better. Like yeah. in what I was doing, like some people channel their anger 
in a different way, but yeah. it was it was nice to channel it in that way. Um, that was like the only the only boxing class I had I've, I've taken. Um, and yeah, I did. I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it. If I'm honest with you, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it because why? Because it's just so like. I guess my perspective of it is just like, it's always like from a male perspective, mm. it's always like guys and like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it, it's nice to have like another perspective and not just the one way. So I didn't, I just didn't feel like I'd enjoy it as much. Um, I did enjoy it. And I, I guess the only reason why I didn't go back was um, I guess circumstantial, like one rebel is just not near us, like it's not near me. So there's no way I'm going to take myself from deep South London all the way to EC1 or where the hell it is. Like, I'm just not going to do that. If it was somewhere closer, then maybe. Mm. Um, and I guess this why stuff like having an online space is like just incredible because you can be anywhere, you can be anywhere and then like be able to experience this. So yeah, I've tried it once and I enjoyed it for my mind state that day <laughs> like absolutely it's your mindset right I think like obviously with fitness people's first kind of thought is like the physical but with mm. boxing for like the mental and then the physical right so with the mental like you just like whether you've had an argument and you want to unleash your anger or you, I don't know you might be feeling sad like I literally did a class the other day and I was punching and I started crying I started crying like release and that was just my way of releasing and I think with boxing like it just makes you feel I don't know I feel like afterwards you were left feeling like this sounds really cheesy but you can conquer the world like mm. it just gives you a feeling of like empowerment I can't explain yeah. it and I think that that's kind of consistent across the board so I think the way it makes you feel is a big benefit I think so the mental benefits from like whether it helps you de-stress whether it helps you unwind um, also, I think the fact that when you are boxing and you're throwing those combinations, you can't think of anything else. You can't be like, what have I got required for my shopping? What, I've got to pick the kids up in half an hour. I've got to do, like, it helps you switch off and that's something I really struggle with. Actually, for me, I'm living in the moment. And so when I'm running or I'm cycling or I'm doing like another form of fitness, I can think about those things, but because you've got to concentrate on the combinations, it takes me away from all that. And yeah. that's for me, um, in terms of like the physical benefits, I think there's a big misconception that you're going to get like really big up top. Um, yeah. And like, what do you work out? Like we have people consistently asking us, oh, am I, am I going to get really big arms? Or yeah. like, am I going to be And I'm like, no, it's a full body workout. If you're boxing properly, you're using your core, your, your power comes from your yeah. legs. It's a um, and so like the, the physical benefits are insane. Like they are brilliant. Um, but I think like, yeah, a big part of what we try and promote is actually like it's the mental first and the, the physical is almost secondary. Mm. Um, like it's guaranteed if you're going to box you right, it's going to get you fit and it's going to help um, kind of help you tone up, etc. lose weight. Mm. But um, the, the mental benefits are, are, I think, just incredible. Yeah, I think with coordination as well, because um, my husband used to box when he was younger and he's, he said it's not just about literally just putting your arms out. It's uh, your hand-eye coordination, your whole body has to be engaged, like you were saying. Like when I go running, I, it's my thinking time, so I think about stuff. 
but I imagine when you're boxing you you have to think about where you're placing your hands your body how you're connecting everything so your mind your body everything has to be involved absolutely and like I mean there's benefits like so people who have Parkinson's disease are um, recommended to do to box because it oh, actually really? helps with their symptoms and so like there is loads of different benefits kind of outside the obvious a nice thing about it is actually although there's like a there's obviously it's a skill and there's a technique to it anyone can do it like so for example when you look at schools for example and like you look at football right you've got um kids who like at primary school age all kids might try football but as you get older it will be kids who are into football and might join a team will be into football so you couldn't as a, like a, a teenager just go and go and play football because chances are most people are going to be in a team right but because it's not a team sport, everyone can kind of participate and, and, and I, I love that about it I think it gives options for more people than a team-based sport for example yeah it's funny because as we were talking and I was like, oh, I've only been to one. I've actually been to two. So oh. the second one was when we was in New York and I went to Overkill. I don't know if you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. I went to Overkill. And um, when you started talking about the whole body experience. Oh, yeah. You, you were a little bit finished. I was, so <laughs> was a bit, I went to pick her up and she was a bit like... <laughs> dripping dripping yeah, she was and yeah i can definitely say like out of the two that i did that one i really really enjoyed and like i felt everything i felt everything and that day i wasn't angry at anyone so like it was a different experience <laughs> and then we went to eat afterwards so it was all right yeah but it was I, I completely hear what you're saying about having to be super duper present. Like your your thoughts have to be with you here on the bag, what you're doing with the combinations, even like how they're being called, because it's not they're not always called the same the same way in the same combination. Yeah, I love that about boxing. Definitely, like definitely my my key favorite. I guess especially with the pandemic. Um, a lot of people have turned their hands to different things, have tried a lot of different things, um, especially when it comes to working out and stuff like that. But I'm going to ask this question to anyone with a dream of finding their own business, be it in like the fitness industry or otherwise, what advice would you give them from like your own experience? Okay, so I've got a few things. Um, I would say just do it. I think I speak to so many people who are like, oh, I really want my own business, but they'll give me a read. They'll like, I can't do it for like three years because of X, Y, and Z. Or like, I really want my own business, but I haven't really done any, I haven't like perfected it yet. Or they'll, they'll, they'll always think of a reason why they can't do it. And it's like, okay, you've got an idea. Basically work out what's the minimum thing you need to do to get it in front of someone and it doesn't have to be perfect but it has to like allow you to almost test the market and just do it it's not going to be perfect and you can like literally procrastinate forever um and then you'll never do it whereas you can put something out there that's like half finished but good enough for people to be able to gauge whether people actually like what you're doing and then you work from there and then your biggest learning curve and your biggest like improvement will come from when your people are responding to what you're doing so i'd say just do it um dream big 
but break it down into small steps. Um, I think sometimes dreaming big, dreaming big is obviously the best, right? And like the sky's the limit, but in order to get there, it will take a lot, like a, a lot of little steps. And I think that by breaking it down into manageable steps, it will stop it from being so daunting um, and also just make it more manageable. And like, you just even take it day by day. Like, what do I need to do today to get to tomorrow? What do I need to do this week to get to kind of next month? And like, just break it down into manageable tasks. I would say manifestation works. Like, visualize what you want, write it down, picture it, like, picture yourself doing it, picture yourself, like, whatever you want to do, what you want to achieve. Just keep, whether it's like just in your head or whether it's writing it down, just keep that kind of going because it, it works. I did, I kind of thought when I heard people talking about manifestation and visualization, I was like, no, 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 that doesn't <laughs> Right? But, Actually, if I look back at the things that I've achieved, they were like, I was subconsciously doing it. And it's actually all the things that I never, I, I wanted, but in my head was kind of like, oh, that's like, I'm, that's, that's just, a, that's not gonna happen. But in the back of my head, I would kind of visualize myself doing it or like, what would it be like if, um, and those things have come true. So I'm gonna keep doing it because it seems to be working. Yeah. Um, advice. 100%. I think people have done, most likely people have done what you want to do before in some form and they will be willing to give you info, like give you help. I think people are scared to ask, like reach out to random people. But I think if you phrase it in the right way, you structure it in the right way and you, you approach someone in the right way, then there's so many people that are willing to help. Like I've reached out to so many different people, just drop them an email, whether I've seen them on Dragon's Den or whether I've listened to them on podcast or, or whatever. And like, it's surprising how many people come back. But at the end of the day, if they don't come back, what's the worst that can happen? They, they mm. just ignore your email. Like, you know, kind of worse off than you were before. So I say reach out to people who you think could help you. Um, explore different options. So I'd say like, your route to where you wanna go, you might think it's like route A, but actually it's route B but you've been focusing on route A and you get to like a roadblock and you can't, you can't get past that roadblock. Like try and think outside the box, like think of how, like what different ways can I get there? Like, and it might not come to you straight away, but guaranteed over time, you will find a way. And most times it'll probably be better than the thing that you, the route that you were thinking in the first place. Um, and then finally, I would say, I think, a lot of people, well, I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, there's no one in that space who looks like me, um, at, like doing what I want to do. And people are intimidated by that. Mm -hmm. But I say, please don't be intimidated by that. Just because you don't see someone in that space that looks like you, why don't you be the first? Like, let that, let that like drive you. Let that be like, do you know what? There's not someone in that space that looks like me, but I'm going to be that person in that space. Yeah. And I'm going to leave please don't let that hold you back. And yes, you might have to like, kind of go through things that are challenging, um, more so than if there were people in that space, but that doesn't, that shouldn't let you, that shouldn't put you off. That's so it. they would be my main things. I know that's quite a lot, but- um, yeah, That's I would brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant, thank you so much. <laughs> How to go through from Anna. <laughs>
how to go through and hold on to your dreams that's brilliant is there anything else that you'd like to ask i think we've covered everything um final one from me let everyone know where they can find you yes. and box london because we haven't actually spoken about where it is like the physical space so let yes. everybody know so our studio is in south woodford which is in east london um on the central line we're literally like stones throw from the station so come down um we'd love for you to try class you two should come down definitely yes. try class what do you reckon yeah. i'm ready to go <laughs> <laughs> What, what a quick thing so what should people wear like is it just what, comfortable leggings tops kind of what you'd wear to kind of any fitness class so like active wear so leggings or like like whether you want like jogging bottoms um at shorts um and then like a, a t-shirt a vest and then like kind of workout trainers i've got all of that i'm ready She's ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it'd be brilliant. We could do it as one of our trials. Oh yeah. So I don't know if you you know if you've like listened to like a few of our episodes, but we have um one um section of our episodes called the tryouts, and we basically go around to different studios and try basically try out different like forms of fitness and different classes and stuff like that. And boxing actually is on our list, so yes. it might be a great one to do you gotta come down no honestly please do. Yeah. i'm ready yeah that's <laughs> great anna thank you so much for your thank time you for thank you i'm like i feel i feel truly blessed and grateful oh. for part of your podcast because it is incredible and so lovely to meet you both yeah meet at last <laughs> yeah it's gonna be in person soon yeah yes. oh, amazing girls um lovely to meet you Likewise. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So what did you think? I really enjoyed our chat with Anna. I just thought it was so interesting that, you know, she'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then she got to a stage where she was on maternity leave and she had her idea and she turned her side hustle into her main job. And she's got a great studio and I just think it's really amazing and I love when you know women have these ideas and they push forward with them and they hang on to their dreams and they believe in themselves and also you know give credit to you know the people that have helped them along the way and championed their cause and everything so yeah I really enjoyed that chat I really love the fact that she was just brave like yeah going from accountancy to being like, yeah, I, I don't, like, I don't really know that many trainers or I don't really know how this is going to look or work, but I know that this is an idea that can work. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of self-belief to have to like make that happen is like, it's so inspiring. Definitely. And it's like, we all have ideas, but we never act on them. And it's the people that act on them that, okay, it may not be like, super duper like money making successful but mm -hmm. it always leads on to something else or it always like forces you to look at something else yeah and like make a decision to then pursue or not and I just thought that was like really really cool and like super inspiring and I'm really glad that like she was able to share her story with us mm, and her time because she's a busy lady she's a busy lady a mum <laughs> yeah. of two yeah a wifey that's business it. owner 
And like also making the leap from juggling the two jobs, one that's kind of like, and I mean this like with the utmost respect, but one that's like a little bit more stable and a little bit more sure. Mm. And it's like, you know, it's going to be like this. It pays the bills every month. You know, like, you know, you can kind of do it with your eyes closed Mm -hmm. to go into something where, you know, the working hours are different. How you apply yourself is different. Like it's a completely different field. Maybe one that you didn't train in. Like it's so incredibly like courageous and for it to then be what it is. Like they only launched in 2017 and 2017 with six videos. Like it's really, really great to see. And Mm. I'm just so happy that we had the opportunity to chat with her and she was so open to sharing her story yes and she kindly said that we could go up and see her in the studio <gasps> yeah so that's fantastic look so, out for that in the trial yeah we're definitely probably gonna do um a tryout episode i think oh yeah get um, ready to get Box punched London. in your head <laughs> i mean i think that's the reason why they have bags so you don't need to direct your my anger yeah i mean i said <laughs> what that i was angry yeah, i probably no. shouldn't have said that i hope <laughs> i hope me old millicent doesn't listen oh dear. <laughs> but yeah it's not about that is it's, it no it's not about that and i didn't want to punch him in the head we don't do violence in our relationship because that's not allowed no um but we find ways of managing our emotions and on that occasion i decided to go to a boxing class mm-hmm. um so yeah, I think we'll definitely be catching up with Anna real, real soon, IRL. Yeah, I'd love to. For sure. So if you like this episode, let us know what you think on the social media handle, relativelyfitpod.com. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. If only you saw my face, I was like, OMG, OMG. I mean, there's a few things in there that I'll tweak, but you did amazingly oh, well, darling. Oh, thank you, darling. Do I get a blue Peter badge? No. Is that still even on TV? Well, that's why I said no, because I don't know. Oh, so what can I get? I don't know. Okay. All right, then. So, yeah, stay connected and join the conversation. Bye. Bye.